Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the 12th of February at 9.30 p.m. Thank you for joining me. And, of course, the Karen Carnival continues. Thank you for joining me this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is, Saturday. A little bit uh, snowy out there um, for the good part of the day here in southern Ontario. Um, We had sort of like lake effect flurries um, pretty much all day. I I think we gained probably be probably another three to five inches of snow. And I didn't think it was going to be like this today. And I was actually going to be traveling out of town. But I decided against that because of the blowing of snow and drifting and stuff like that. I thought it would just be a good idea to stay home and hope for a better weekend to get out of the big city thank you for joining me i hope your weekend is uh is going good for you now if you haven't been on my show before i have been pretty boisterous about what's been going on here in Canada. So, um, it's quite, it's quite shameful, shameful, you know, when this began approximately three weeks ago with this, um, freedom convoy that's in Ottawa, I think it was the second weekend. Uh, I could be wrong, but um, the callous and the, you know, the ignorance of some people, my fellow Canadians, our national monuments in Ottawa are very important to all Canadians. And when you deface a national monument for your cause, it's really shameful. When it comes to the National War Memorial, which is also the site of the, of the, uh, it's a tomb of the unknown soldier and people were jumping all over it. Some people were defecating all over the war memorial. Defacing the Terry Fox statue was just, you know, and with the war memorial, it was so shameful. And then they, after all this happened, they put up barricades around the Terry Fox statue in the War Memorial. And then today, you know, the, the, these protesters or, or whatever the hell you want to call them, they take down this barricade 
around the war memorial. And they're standing on it. And a lot of people standing on it. And you, and, and you probably couldn't even help not standing on the tomb of the unknown soldier. And what a disgrace once again. They've made this into a three ring circus. Somehow they're able to bring in more tents. The big top tents like you would see in a circus. They got their bouncy castles down there. They used to be located in another part of the city of Ottawa. They have their hot tubs down there. This is, I guess, is a, a traditional Canadian protest. Today they have stages set up and performances going on as though this is just like a, uh, a block party. Sounding their truck horns once again when there's an injunction for them not to be doing that. The disgrace showing again today at the war memorial is really upsetting. And then people wonder why, you know, I had guests on there last night and people wonder why, you know, when I get upset about something and, and it really bothers me and I become boisterous about it, um, I usually drop the F-bomb. But I'm really going to try to bite my tongue this evening. I don't really want to offend anybody because foul language can offend people. But it gets to the point where I get really ticked off. Now, you may or may not know that some of those trucker convoy organizers have history of white supremacy, racism. Now, I always speak out against racism. But what do we do? What do we do about white supremacy? These white, white supremacy groups are not going anywhere. They're going to flaunt it. They're going to be very boisterous that they are racist. And these organizers, they do have history of being racist. And I totally denounce that and I, and I totally speak out against it. Now, another thing that really irked me today, and, you know, one of the organizers um, who has been on social media, you know, being, you know, racist towards Chinese, Jews, and whoever else he can be racist towards. What we have was started last year and um, you know, with the, the residential schools here in Canada, 
over centuries in, in, in the mid 1800s, where indigenous children were taken and put into residential schools to, I guess, be like the white man, like white culture. And then atrocities, everything that happened to these children. Now, September 30th of 2021 marked the first time in Canadian history that we have a National Reconciliation Day for the Indigenous people of Canada over these residential schools. The color orange, orange t-shirts. Or to be, if you do have one, to be worn on that particular day, September 30, 30th, in remembrance and for reconciliation of the indigenous people of Canada. Now, this story today, you know, it's, um, it's upsetting, you know, and again, with, with this particular organizer of this so-called freedom convoy, again, He's not shy, I'm telling you. He's not, he, you know, he, he's, he's not shy. So the truck convoy members tried to hijack symbols and slogan of residential school survivors. So these members of this so-called freedom convoy occupying, occupying the nation's capital have attempted to hijack a symbol and slogan representing survivors of, res of residential schools in Canada's efforts at reconciliation. So in his Facebook live video recorded Thursday, this prominent protester, Pat King, discussed organizing a student walkout against COVID-19 health restrictions and mandates. encouraging parents to join the protest movement. So he's like countrywide walkout of all schools, protect your children, wear orange tomorrow. Tomorrow's orange shirt day. The real orange shirt day takes place each year on September the 30th and now is known as the National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, a somber holiday to reflect on the horrible atrocities committed against indigenous children at residential schools. And since May, evidence of, evidence of hundreds of unmarked graves has been found at former residential school sites across the country, including 215 at one site of one of the residential schools, 93 at another one. And the survivors have recounted stories of physical and sexual and psychological abuse at the schools. See, the last residential school closed in 1995 but these residential schools were in like the 1890, 
What Orange Shirt Day, Every Child Matters, is about educating people about the harms done to children in the past. It's about how it's still affecting their children and their grandchildren. That, uh, uh, so, actually, you know, part of this, too, is that um, one of the First Nations here in Canada starts, actually started Orange Shirt Day in 2013 after sharing the stir, a story of wearing a new orange shirt on her first day of residential school when she was six years old. Staff at the school took it from her and never returned it. This is just unbelievable that this person, Patrick King, thinks it's okay to say wear your orange t-shirt, meaning for, for yesterday and all children walk out of the school and protest these mandates and wear an orange t-shirt. the arrogance and the ignorance. And then what the, you know, people, you know, you come on my show and, and, you know, like, like tonight, you know, I mean, it's really hard to bite my tongue. I mean, I have dropped the F bomb a few times on my show. And if it has offended some, some people out here, I'm sorry for that. But there's a time when, you know, People get so upset, you know, when people do this. And and then, you know, you know, people like this think it's okay, you know. People think it's okay to use racial slurs towards people. Then we know it's not okay. He's racist. Now, I'm not afraid to call him out. His name is Patrick King. And I'm glad my show goes worldwide so everybody can hear me call him out and everybody can hear me call him, call him a racist. Because he is. You see, these so-called organizers of this so-called freedom convoy You know, they said, you know, oh, we got this war fund set up for anybody who tries to attack us or smear us. They don't need any help doing that. They've smeared their face all by themselves. There, there's, there's, they've put, they've smeared their faces with so much mud that there probably isn't any more room to put any more mud on their face. And, the, and, they'll, and they'll try to go up against anybody who's trying to smear them. <laughs> you know, bring it on. Unbelievable. Really is. Now, of course, you know what is going on at the busiest crossing in North America. It's the Ambassador Bridge. From Windsor, Ontario into Detroit, Michigan. 
the cost and the damage that this is doing, not just here in Canada, it's also affecting the livelihood in workers in the United States. You know, the United States largest trading partner isn't China or Mexico, it's Canada. And the, the Ambassador Bridge, which separates the U.S. and its neighbor to the north, Canada, may be the most economically important one and, half, and a half miles of roadway in the Western Hemisphere. Until this past week, it got very, it got little attention for the for the crucial role it plays in the, in the economies of the two nations. So a total of $664 billion worth of goods moved between the two countries last year. The state of Michigan estimates that 30% of the total moved over the, over the privately owned Ambassador Bridge linking Detroit and Windsor, Ontario. An estimated 10,000 commercial vehicles cross the bridge daily. but not in this past week. This is why they are able to get this injunction and get those occupiers out of there. Now the police have moved in in Windsor, Ontario, earlier today, but more and more and more people arrive, and then it makes things a little bit more difficult. They have, the police have the manpower, and they have the equipment. And I hope they can clear this out overnight and into the wee hours of the morning, Sunday morning. Now, the fact is, ladies and gentlemen, the economies of Canada and the United States are closely intertwined in ways citizens of both probably don't realize or just take it for granted. And the goods generally move across the border with limited tariffs or other taxes. Factories on one side of the border depend on supplies from the other. And there isn't a car built in the United States without Canadian parts and vice versa. It's not just the auto sector, ladies and gentlemen. It's all the vital, vital essentials. Now, the difficulty in moving goods between what is this idiot here? Wow, seriously. Are you serious right now? 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyways, I just ignore people like this, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's, uh, I mean, what, what, what's your statement here, Michael Key? What, what, what is your statement here? You, you throw a question mark down there, and I'm sitting here, one, one believable. Like, what is your statement here? You know, I just ignore people like this, right? I do. It's, I haven't, that's why, you know, I, I don't know what your point is here. So the difficulty moving goods between the countries have produced a host of economic problems, not just in Michigan, where workers this week lost an estimated 51 million in wages to the blockade or in Windsor, Ontario, considered the Detroit of Canada. And this is affecting factories far, far away as Toyota plants in West Virginia, Kentucky, Alabama, as well as the four plant producing super duty pickups in the Cleveland suburb of Avon Lake, Ohio. They're all forced to temporary halt or reduce their operations. So did the plant in Toronto, suburb of Brampton, Ontario, which builds the Chrysler 300s, Dodge Chargers, and Dodge Challengers. I mean, we're only talking just in the auto sector here. With 51 million in wages due to this blockade. And they think that's okay, these, these so-called protesters. Now, for, for those who didn't join me um, last night, both these so-called truckers, I'm a trucker myself, by the way, just so you know. Now, The truckers in, in this so-called freedom convoy, they want you to believe they can't work. Am I a racist guy? Absolutely not. I actually stamp out racism. I won't tolerate it. So the truckers want you to believe they can't work. Because they can't cross the border. I don't know what that is. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what that is. I, I really don't. And I, I'm just ignoring it. I, you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Right? So not mine. <laughs> absolutely not. So anyways. Um... So they want you to believe, these, these, these truckers want you to believe they can't work because they can't cross the United States. I've been driving transport. I've been in the industry for about 32 years. There is no shortage of work in the trucking industry. None whatsoever. I'm not following them. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's just come on the show here and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty ignorant, you know, unbelievable. But uh, anyways, you know, just, eh. you know, I'm really trying not to get upset here, ladies and gentlemen, with this because, um, I don't want to be dropping the F-bomb left and right because I don't want to offend anybody because sometimes dropping the F-bomb does offend people. Foul language do offend people. But at time to time, I have dropped the F-bomb on here because I've been really pissed off. 
Now, getting back to these truckers, want you to cry them a river. Right? Go ahead and report me. Because I'm not racist about anything. I don't know what your problem is. This all for one. Go ahead and report me. I denounce racism. I can't stand people who are racist. So go ahead and report me. Because, you know, Podbean, they can go back out and check my shows. So do whatever you want. Try to do whatever you want. (laughs) Unbelievable, people. You know, really unbelievable. So these truckers want you to believe that they can't work. They want you to cry them a river. There's no reason why they can't drive across Canada like they do when they go into the United States. They want you to believe that the government took their job away from them when in fact they did not. There's no reason why they can't work. They chose this themselves. And besides, you know, if the Canadian government turned around and and lifted the mandate uh, of vaccines for truckers, for Canadian truckers to come back into the country, it won't change a thing because... It won't change a thing because the United States, any foreign national, whether you're a trucker or not, has to show show proof of vaccination to go into the United States. That's on that's the United States. So it won't matter. But these truckers can work. And now they're pinning themselves truckers against truckers and preventing the truckers who are working from doing their jobs to bring you the vital necessities that you need. How does that work for you? Right? So the factories have been a major fact in U.S. price raising at at the fastest pace in nearly 40 years. Well, week-long closing of the Ambassador Bridge alone is unlikely to affect car prices for consumers. It has driven up costs for automakers who have had to pay extras to ship goods by air. These auto parts in particular that cross either side of the border between Canada and the United States, some of it is on is on time freight that those plants need those parts within a 24 to a 48 hour window so they don't shut down. So they don't shut down any of the lines. And you're going to see shortages all across all the sectors. As you're probably already experiencing that. This is why it's so important, so crucial to keep the lanes open. So these truck drivers who are working can do their job so that you and me as a consumer 
And for you and me that work in that sector and for people who other work in other sectors, not just the automotive sector, that you get the essentials that you need to run your business. It's unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. You know, we got the blockade at the Ambassador Bridge. The western part of Canada. Southern Alberta and Coots. We got this Karen Carnival going on in the capital of Canada. They got their big tops there. They got a street party going on. Big stage for events. Hot tubs. I don't I don't know if they have any, you know, candy apples or candy floss or pogos or you know, carnival food, you know, I don't know. How that particular one ends, I don't know. And who in their right mind would bring their children and who have been sleeping in those trucks for the last 15 days. With their parents. People so far really haven't, you know, said about them using children as human shields. And that's been mentioned recently by top officials. Canadian Child Protective Services are also involved. See, over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, this is where they get you know, most of uh, uh, people start pouring back in, in into Ottawa on top of already the people that are there. So you can get up to four to 5,000 people over the weekend. Then most of those people will clear out because they'll go home and they'll go back to work or whatever they're going to go do. And then that leaves, it could be leaving about a thousand people. I really don't know what the plans are for what the police are going to do, what the government is going to do. You know, they, they want mandates lifted and, and everybody go back to normal. Everybody go back to work, open up, you know, everything. And yet they're blocking people who live down there and work down there. They can't go to work. They can't even use the public space down there, which is their right to do so. Restaurants, businesses down there can't open up. Because they're blocking them from doing just that. And businesses, all the businesses here, here across Ontario and all of Canada, businesses are open. But yet for... For people who live in Ottawa, 
their right to go to work is being impeded by this Karen Carnival. I don't know what you call that. All their money from go go uh, go fund me and their other money laundering place where they're trying to get their money from has all been frozen. GoFundMe shut that down. The other one, the other one, uh, the Ontario courts took over and, and, and took it. Canadian financial institutions, even that million dollars that they got first from GoFundMe, those accounts have been frozen by the Canadian financial system. So now they're trying to use the cryptocurrency, which at some point in time would have to be turned into real currency and deposited into a financial institution. And then there it can be frozen again. See, these these organizers want you to believe that, you know, this money raised was going to go to the truckers for their food, for their fuel, and for their accommodations. They're sleeping in their trucks. So I guess they don't need it for that. They want you to believe that's what it's for. These are far-right radicals, these organizers. And even if they did get this money, how much money do you think to be given to these truckers? They want this money to fund their own cause. To keep their far-right radical organizations going. I mean, if you want to donate anything to the to these organizers, they need pacifiers and they need diapers. That's what they need. unbelievable ladies and gentlemen yes we do have you know in a democracy you can go out and protest for change and then you go home you've been heard and then you go home this is not a protest this is an occupation this a this is a block a blockade blockading any financial sectors the infrastructure blockading roadways is actually illegal. And this has been going on for three weeks. But the only reason why it's been going on for three weeks is because, you know, despite the first weekend in a few days in there, there, there were some problems defacing a, a, uh, 
monuments. Like the war memorial. People were jumping on, on the tomb of the unknown soldier. Defacing the Terry Fox statue. These monuments are very sacred. Very, very, very special to, to Canadians. And when people do that, you know, you lose support real fast from your fellow Canadians. Defecating on the war memorial. In incidents where they went to a homeless shelter demanding food. Yelling racial slurs at the people that worked there until they gave them food. I mean, you can't, you can't support that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't. When this starts affecting you in the United States, and it probably has, it has already, but you, your family, you're going to start hollering too. Because it's not just the auto sector. It's every sector that the trade between the United States and Canada. Our economies are so intertwined that you can't even find one end or the other. And it is going to affect you. I do not support far-right radicals or extremists. I will not tolerate racism. And this bullshit here on this podcast, that's never to happen again. And I'm not kidding. I'm fucking serious. I don't come on here and offend people. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. This is what I mean about far right far-right white supremacy bullshit. See, we, we weren't born racist, ladies and gentlemen. Racism is taught. And it's taught right in their homes. Right from the very first time you start to speak. And here we are in the 21st century and racism still rages on all over the world. How do you stamp that out? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And look, and look what's going on with Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. 
The man was paid $100 million. Exclusive to Spotify. I don't care if that show was five years ago, six months ago, yesterday, when he was using the N-word. Oh, it's not the way I meant it, he says. It doesn't, it, <laughs> you don't use it. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, I don't know how many times he can come out and say he's sorry for something. You know, it's like, you know, what's Spotify going to do? Cancel his show? You know, it's a hundred, it's a hundred million dollars they spent. You know, when he had, when he had the, you know, these, these people on there spreading all this dis disinformation, you know, like Dr. Robert Malone, you know, one of the, you know, people who worked on this MRNA, you know, then, then, you know, he, this, 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 this doctor, he's denouncing, you know, this vaccine and everything. And he's vaccinated. He's vaccinated with the Moderna. How can you be an anti-vaxxer when you take your own medicine? You know, with controversial guests like that on the Joe Rogan experience, I mean, this is when it all blew up and this is when it all blew up with with uh, musicians removing their music from Spotify just over that. These, these organizers of this so-called Freedom Cowboy, uh, uh, Convoy, has known to use racial slurs in the past and present. These are far-right radicals, far-right extremists. That's who they are. And this is what people are supporting. Knowingly or unknowingly. So they've tried two different GoFundMe's. You know, imagine if all that money went through the first 10 million and then another close to 9 million, that'd be like $19 million they'd have in their hands to support their own causes, to support that far right extremist radical. But they didn't get that money. Now they're trying to get it through cryptocurrency. But eventually, that's got to be turned into money. And then put into a financial institution. Which financial institutions in this country has, has frozen that cash from the two, well, the they didn't get the first, they, did, they got $1 million out of the first GoFundMe. But that $1 million has now been frozen as well. Go give, send. That's frozen too. These far right radicals will go to any extent to fund their own cause and want you to believe 
that this money is for the truckers. When these sorry ass truckers are saying they can't work, which is absolutely ridiculous because can't work because they can't cross into the United States. Well, they can drive across Canada. Like truckers do here already. Same in the United States. You have plenty of truckers in the United States that just stay in the United States. And you have also a lot of truckers that come into Canada and vice versa. So they can't work. They just want you to feel sorry for them and they want you to think that they can't. I've been in this business. I've been a trucker for 32 years. I've never been unemployed. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely unbelievable. I guess it's just going to be just a, a wait and see. Be like a, a, a mouse and cat game with these organizers and the authorities. Be like a chess game or a checker game. Who's going to make the next move? It's a wait and see. I want to thank you for joining me this evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael Key. Don't ever do that again. You understand? I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And when you get to your work week or whatever you're going to do in the, in the week, be safe and take care stay out of trouble. Take care of yourself. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the Trucker Podcast for your information. Good night, everybody.